0: podcast and I'm your host Danielle, but this podcast isn't about me, it's about you. Thanks so much for joining us today and for listening in. I am so glad to have you here. This podcast is really important to me because I have personally gone through a lot in the last few years and you know this year alone I've actually lost three family members. Um, One whose story I want to tell you tonight. And going through the loss and the grief and the, um, for me also leaving a domestic violence relationship, um, going through those things, I didn't have the support that I wanted and I didn't have some of the skills that I needed to work through the emotions and to get through just daily life. And I have realized that the strength that I found was actually within myself. And in order to tap into that, one thing that really helped me was being in community with other women who had also been through similar things and who made it out, and who made it out with compassion and who were understanding and who would just listen knowing that even though their situation wasn't exactly the same as mine but the feelings were there that helped me because someone else has felt what I felt what I'm feeling what you know what I felt at the time and that really helped me to be able to accept it and not to feel ashamed for my feelings or to feel like I had to hide everything you know I could be myself I could be real and I could move forward at the same time And I want us to have these conversations about these things that we feel like we have to hide that really are hurting us. They're keeping us from moving forward and keeping us from healing. They're keeping us from growing. And if we can talk about them and we can take away that power from them, then we can heal and we can move forward and we can learn better coping skills for how to cope with our specific triggers and traumas and how to grieve in such a way that we can be thankful for the time we had instead of focusing as much on our losses as we're moving into the holiday season and you know with today being thanksgiving it's going to be difficult for those of us who have recently lost someone and are missing them that's going to be a very difficult thing it's also going to be very difficult for anyone who, you know, who's dealing with some kind of new dynamic for the holidays or who can't be home. I spent some years overseas where I couldn't be with my family. You know, those are difficult times, but there also is so much joy surrounding the holidays. And a lot of us have had really good holidays and really bad holidays. And no matter which one you're having right now, I hope that some of what we talk about will resonate with you and you'll see if there are areas that maybe you need to think about as we're moving into the holiday season. Um, for myself and my family, as I mentioned, we just had a loss. Um, actually, we've had a few. A year ago, my grandpa died and I was very close to him and it was very hard on me. And it, It has taken a while for me to to be able to grieve that because I was grieving not just the loss of my grandfather but also my children will not grow up with him in their lives I am so thankful that they got to know him and that he got to know them but you know they're young and Unfortunately, he's not going to be able to make an impact on their lives the way he did on mine. And it was just a few months later that my grandma on my, my grandma, um, on my dad's side, she was getting really sick. She had a very difficult last couple years and her health was declining. So my aunt Judy moved in with her and took care of her in the last year or so of, her life, and my grandmother. She had two strokes. The second one um, was the one that that kind of ended things, where she didn't live very much past that second stroke. And during this process, during this taking care of my grandma, my aunt Judy, she was there and she was taking care of her and doing everything she could to make my grandma comfortable and to allow her to have whatever. She could, you know, in her final days. And they knew that they would be final days. And my grandma was ready to go. She was in her 90s. She was a very wonderful woman who lived a very great life. And, um, you know, that's actually another story. She she had been through a lot, too. Um, but she just was a very wonderful woman. And my Aunt Judy, who was taking care of her, Um, she had come out with some other family just last month as we had a memorial for my grandma. And during the time that they were here, we had talked, you know, just remembering my grandma and my aunt was talking about how she just, she cherished those times that she got to spend with my grandma and that even though it was hard, it was hard knowing Just that her life, you know, her days were coming to an end and that her quality of life was not that great. And so that was hard. But at the same time, she had joy and she had peace. And so her and my aunt, they spent good time together. And my aunt would talk about how, you know, some people may look at it as a burden, but she felt that it was a privilege to be able to take care of her mom in her final days. And I mean, that in itself, I think speaks volumes about um, my aunt and also my grandma and their relationship. But I want to tell you the story of my aunt Judy. While they were here, we talked about the podcast, and I shared with her my heart and why I'm wanting to do the podcast and the group, and how I'm hoping to help women to live as the person that they were created to be, and to overcome the emotional struggles that come with these difficult situations. And I had asked her if she would interview for my podcast. And she was actually really excited and she wanted to do it. She said she definitely wanted to help out in the group and on the podcast and whatever she could do to support and to help. She wanted to do it. And... Actually, the last text messages that I had with her were asking her about doing an interview for the podcast, and she said that, you know, it might be a little while before she could do it, and of course, we didn't know at that time that she was sick enough that she was going to pass, Um, but I know that she wanted her story to be told because she wanted her story to encourage and empower other women who are going through difficult situations. So I want to honor her and her memory, and I want to share with you just a little bit about her and why she also thought that, you know, this is something that's so important to, to do, to share, to share these stories and to work together to help each other move forward. So my Aunt Judy, she had childhood diabetes. I want to say from somewhere around seven years old, she had to start taking insulin, and, you know, a lot of her life had to kind of revolve around diabetes, and she she did live a pretty normal life in a lot of ways. Um, her older siblings, my dad and they have another sister, they were a little crazy at times um, during their youth, and so she was as well. They kind of all um, followed the same path in that way. Um, but then in her twenties, she was driving and, you know, she looks over one shoulder. She looks over the other. She doesn't see anybody. And so she pulls her car out and there was a motorcyclist that she did not see. And she hit the motorcyclist. And I'm not sure exactly how his story ended, but I do know that he was very seriously injured and that this was a major This was not just a minor, oops, sorry, I got in your way. It, It was a bad accident. And when it happened, she didn't see him. And so she went into the doctor to see what was going on. And she was trying to understand how she did not see this guy. And she found out that she had blind spots. Her eyes literally could not see in certain spots. And so she couldn't see him because she couldn't see anything there in that spot in her eyes she could see nothing and so that's when she found out that she was going blind and it was a slow process it started earlier in her 20s um and it continued you know it was a very long slow process but her vision continued to get worse and worse and even though her her vision was was getting worse she did get married um while she still had her vision, at least, you know, she had some of it at that point. So she got married, and I was actually a flower girl in her wedding. So I was very young at the time she got married. And the man that she married had two kids. One was about my age, which I think was about three years old, but I'm not I'm not quite sure on that. And then they had a baby. And this baby, her name was Haley, and at a very early age, she was diagnosed with leukemia. So, here she is with her own health struggles, losing her vision, and their infant child has a terminal illness. And ultimately, Haley did pass, I think, somewhere around the age of two. And, you know, that in itself, losing a child to something like leukemia that in itself is a very difficult situation to have to walk through and to navigate and to understand what you're feeling. But at the same time, to be going blind, she, she had a lot going on. And her and her husband, they did stay married for a while. Um, but several years later, she found out that he was cheating and he ended up leaving her. And in her 30s, here she finds herself divorced um and and navigating this new life divorced blind and also going through the emotions of he's cheated and he's left her and she tried to start a business um and she actually did run a business for a while but unfortunately the people that were working for her she couldn't trust very well and they took advantage of her because she was blind and She had to close down the business. She wasn't able to continue um, running it, and and she didn't have anyone who she could trust to help her and actually, you know, do the right thing and take care of the business. So she got out of that business. And I'm not 100% on this timeline, but I do know that all through those early years, She had a lot of surgeries, and I believe it was right about this time where she hit the 50 surgery mark. It was right around when she had this business and lost it. She had had 50 surgeries. She's in her 30s. She's had 50 surgeries. She had, because of the childhood diabetes, they don't necessarily do a pancreas transplant unless your kidneys also fail. There was some kind of um, requirements there for her. And so when her kidneys failed, then she did need the transplants, and they did do a kidney transplant and a pancreas transplant. And her body accepted the kidneys but rejected the pancreas. So they had to do another pancreas transplant. And thankfully, the second one did work, and so she was able to stop taking insulin. Although, you know, there's... There were some problems later on in life, more recently, um, to where things were starting to not go as well again. Um, And so she had some of those struggles. And I can't be 100% certain, because I can't find it in writing, but I'm pretty sure that when she was here about a year ago, she told me that her surgeries had hit triple digits. She had more than 100 surgeries in her lifetime, She was in her mid fifties. That is a lot of surgeries. That's a lot of things to go through. And, you know, she, she also, she was missing toes. Um, and she had a glass eye. And I have to tell you, just to give you a picture of how she handled some of these things. She had a glass eye. And of course, you know, a lot of people are curious about it. And I remember, A couple times that she had taken it out and she would show people or she would let you know let me touch one usually not one she was currently using but you know an older glass eye but one day we're sitting at the table my brother myself my aunt Judy and my grandma and we're all sitting there talking and playing a game and my aunt is messing with my brother and so she rubs her eye and she does it just right on purpose so that her eye falls out. And so her glass eye falls out and, like, rolls along the table. And my brother just freaked out. I think he was, like, eight years old at the time. And he totally freaked out. And, oh, my gosh, her eye fell out. Her eye fell out. And he he was always worried his eyes were going to fall out for, you know, for a little bit after that. But then my grandma, being, you know, who she was also, they both just thought it was fun My grandma had dentures. And so later on that same visit, she took out her dentures. And so she was showing him her dentures. And, you know, he started questioning things after that. He's got grandma taking out her teeth. He's got Aunt Judy popping out her eye. He's just like, what is happening in this world? Like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm pretty sure we were losing teeth, you know, our own teeth around the same time. And it was a very confusing thing for a young kid. But They just had so much fun. It was, you know, life had been difficult and there was a lot of things that had happened that could make a person bitter and make a person shut down and be depressed. But she wasn't like that. She chose to be thankful for what she had and she chose to move forward no matter what. And when something happened, you know, that door was closed, let's find a new one. And she didn't let it get her down. She continued working on the next thing. And I'm not going to tell you that, you know, every day was pure bliss and she was always always happy because that's not realistic. But the realistic thing is that when we're going through these really difficult situations, we have big emotions and we have big frustrations. And it's okay to feel those things. The feelings in themselves are not bad. The question is, what are we going to do with them? We need to learn how to handle those big emotions, how to cope with them, and bring them down to a normal level. And we need to learn how to allow those to push us forward and to make progress. And we're not looking for perfection. We're not looking for that person who always does everything right and everything is absolutely perfect. That's not realistic. We want to be real. We want to accept what's really happening and be true in our own hearts about what we're thinking and feeling. And we want to use those things to make wise decisions on how to move forward. We set some boundaries. We start keeping track of a gratitude journal. We look at our needs and we take care of ourselves. We need to have that. We need someone to look after us, to look after what we need, and to take care of us. And so we need to be paying attention to those things, especially in the holiday season. It is so easy to get so bogged down with all the things that need to be done. The lists, the parties, the, you know, this one and that one, and all these things that are happening. The busyness of the season can make it hard to take care of yourself. So there are two things that I really want you to consider doing with me this um, this coming week. One of them is I'm going to put in the show notes And I'll also post it onto our Facebook group, which if you don't know about the Facebook group, please join. We're creating a group where we can get together and encourage and help each other. And as I'm creating some show notes and posting things, there will be opportunities to talk about them, um, to have some interactive uh, discussions where we can really build each other up and learn from each other. This is a conversation. It's not Just me talking at you. I want to hear from you. We want to talk together. But I'm going to go ahead and include in the show notes a gratitude page. And, you know, it's just something that I'm putting together to be a little bit fun that we can all do together. And hopefully it will help us to see just a little piece of what we have to be thankful for and remind us what we're living for and what we want to have this holiday season. If you don't have family around, if you don't have a lot of the things that you're looking for that bring you joy this Christmas, go out and make that happen. If you want to be around people, I promise you, go out and ask some friends and you'll find people who want to have you show up. If you want to go out and help and volunteer, I promise there are opportunities to do that. When we are able to kind of get outside of our own heads and our own bubble, if you will, and to connect with other people and to help other people, it brings a whole new level of joy into our hearts. So I would really challenge you to consider looking for something that will bring you joy, even if you're not necessarily a holiday person or even if you're grieving or you're struggling. Just think of the things that will help to bring you joy. We have got some great interviews coming up. We've got lots of interesting stories that we're gonna hear soon. I really hope that you continue to join us. Thank you so much for being here. Together, we're hope bound. You belong here.